You don't want zero problems, big fella. Yup. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread. Yes, I was watching Moonlight the other night. And that is the movie that lost Best Picture to La La Land? <laughs> it lost temporarily. Uh-huh. Is that the black movie? Yes. You live in Plano. What are you worried about? It's not, it's not an official title, and Tyler Perry wasn't, <laughs> so I'm not sure if we can classify it. So it really wasn't. Well, it's definitely not official then. If no. TP wasn't in there. Yeah. Or uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> It's pretty good. Hey, well, one best picture. So me saying pretty good. <laughs> so is, that's a that's a pretty. You're stepping out of the limb. Yeah. Maybe. No, I. Uh, it, good film. It was pretty good. It, um, it's indie film though. So if you're looking at a lot of absolute full circle plot resolution and now, all that kind of stuff. Now, how many characters from The Wire were in there? <laughs> I know that the guy. Um, do you watch no. House of Cards? No. Never okay. seen it. All right. Well, then I'll just. Is there anybody from The Wire? Just cancel in that? that. No, but there's a guy from House of Cards that I know is in Moonlight. His name's Remy in House of Cards. He works for Frank Underwood, President Frank Underwood. But I don't know. See, I see that little parentheses in the credits of Moonlight. Like this guy also played Remy <laughs> in House of Cards. Yeah. Well, that would have been a draw for me to see it. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. You should check it out. Good. Speaking of credits, should we? Yeah. This credit is- ourselves. Yeah, this is episode 44 of Tell Me Where to Turn. If if last week was the Richard Petty episode, <laughs> this, this, this is, is the Adam Petty. This is the Adam Petty. How, how's he doing? <laughs> oh, God. How's his promising career going? He's with Prince and all the Chinas. <laughs> and Dale Sr.? Yep. So you can find me on Twitter, Tommy2 underscore zero. You can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven. You can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. I'm gonna click a button here and uh, see if this works and doesn't mess up anything. Oh, I think we're still here. No, we're still live. You no. have to talk into your microphone. Recorded live. We're still here. As Glenn fiddles with the Snickers, so I know this show is supposed to be Dave, Glenn, and Tommy, but for the next couple minutes, I'm gonna do a show with just Dave. And uh, Glenn, you're not allowed to be on this part of the show. So I want to tell I want to tell Dave a story. Is that okay? Finally, the people are getting what they want. <laughs> this is kind of a tryout. So like when Dave and I start sending in our tapes to all the different podcasts that we want to <laughs> we'll be invited to join, we can just send the next couple minutes. It could be a real representation of what could happen. All right, let's hear it. So so Dave, last Sunday was the fifth Sunday of the month. It was. <laughs> Glenn's already laughing. So let me tell you a little. Let me tell you a little something, a little interesting story about the fifth Sunday of the month. So at our church, um, big church, they have a vol- all volunteer nursery staff in the morning. All right. To take care of the kids. All right. And I don't know why this is, but the way the schedule for volunteers is put together, uh, it's on a four week calendar basis. So the fifth Sunday, whenever there's a month with a fifth Sunday, it's kind of the wild card yeah. month and they don't have volunteers yeah. established. And, and Glenn, you're, you, you are welcome to chime in here if you feel the need to add anything to the discussion. Well, I'm aware that there are five Sundays in some months. So so what, uh, what the, uh, the class that uh, Glenn and I are both affiliated with decided to do is uh, 
we let it be known in the church that, hey, on the fifth Sunday, if you need volunteers, we're here because we all have kids. We take advantage of the free child care. So on the odd fifth Sunday, we are here for you so to serve. you don't care enough about the kids to be on the normal once a month schedule, but got, you want to be on the, if you need us two times a year when there's a fifth Sunday, we may help out. There's actually four fifth Sundays in a year, sir. Every year? I call BS on that. I think so. I think so. I think I'd, I think I'd say there's four fifth Sundays every year. Call Galileo. He could probably tell us. <laughs> I about, will bet you. What about if we called Joey Gallo? <laughs> <laughs> He's way too dumb. There's yeah. no way he would know. <laughs> he can barely read. Yeah. Oh, so anyways, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a beating though. You have to go and take care of kids, get up a little early. But hey, it's fine because you know we're here to pay it forward, Dave. So we right. do. We're All here right. to pay it forward. So Sunday morning. Uh, the, the woman that currently sort of allows things to go on occasionally and I uh, got up early. We went there. We got our assignment. We sat down, and we were in the, uh, the class with the infants. In the class with the infants, they have a large window that faces the parking lot so that the infants could look out and see the parking lot. Well, I say about 9.05. What do I see? Uh, I see Glenn 3 underscore 11 walk by with a arm... Uh, holding the hand of each one of his lovely children. All right. And I thought, wow, what a good guy this Glenn 311 is. He, uh, fifth Sunday of the month, he's going to be here. He's going to volunteer while I see him. And goes by, checks in kid number one, checks in kid number two. And then I don't see Glenn anymore. Well, about five minutes later, I see Glenn's car driving by with Glenn in it. <laughs> wow. Exiting the parking lot of the church. So... So Glenn pulled the old dump free, and chase. Free daycare. Wow. And not only that, on a day when the class that Glenn's affiliated with has let it be known that they're going to volunteer, Glenn has the audacity to show up, dump both his kids off, they'd get back in his car and leave the premises. Well, first, I'm a pretty strong believer that the, the best thing about kids is making them, and then everything else is downhill from there. So I'm trying to avoid... All those interactions. I also, yes, I left. I left my kids there. I did not volunteer to watch other people's spawn. But I went on a nice breakfast date with a wife. Because I believe you should continue to date your wife. Even into <laughs> marriage. Now, you guys might not believe in that type of level of sanctity, but I, I do. I don't believe in anything you're saying right now. So basically what you're saying is, well... All of your other colleagues were there. You were having a nice scrambler. <laughs> yeah, I was having a nice omelet of some kind, probably. How, and many, how many eggs were there? <laughs> less than 20. But, you know, one day years from now, I'll still be in the same house with the same family, and you guys will have apartments in Valley Ranch <laughs> separate from yours, so... But at least you'll have watched somebody else's kids that won't remember you ever watching them. At least you you'll have that. Yeah, at least at least I uh, at least I paid it forward. You know, that's, that's what I believe. Uh, in doing. You know, I think Tommy's Tommy's a pretty proud of himself that he helped out one Sunday. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, the funniest part of this to me is actually um, shortly after I had exited the building and made my way to the car and got yeah, in to drive off. Made your way to Denny's. I received a uh, text message from a buddy of ours that was also at church that just said, Hey, hey man, church is the other direction. 
That's, I told by then it was like nine thirty something. And I told him, "Hey, tight ends opens at ten o'clock, and I need to be there when wow. everything starts to pop and they pop that deadbolt. I need to be walking through. They pop it in, the, in there. Yeah, I I plead guilty, but I, I had my reasons." Well, I think next episode I'm going to have you call the pastor live on the air <laughs> and apologize personally to him. Next episode, can we also get into Tommy claiming every year has five Sundays no, 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 or no. four fifth four Sundays? Four fifth Sundays every I year. will bet any amount of money that's not He's true. already looked it up. That's why he wants to bet. I've seen him over there. Yeah, he's looking his at his phone. Well, of course I'm not going to I said that. that when you first said but, it, though. But the, if the line was set at two, I'll say that every year has more than two. It may well, have, that's a pretty big I jump. bet it has. You just cut it in half. Yeah. Here's here's what I know. Do you, Let me tell you, you my, do you realize that like New Year's Day is a different day of the week? Like it's I absolutely not, recognize okay. that. But here here's what I know. Here's what I know to be true. Back uh, back in the good old days, as I like to say, when uh, my wife was working. Oh, I swear he was going to say the '60s, and we're just going to have to. It's going to be the end of the episode. <laughs> the end. The '60s. She got paid on Friday, and I got paid on Friday, and we got paid on every other Friday. So the months that had the extra Friday were also known as the months that we were just like doing it all the time. We were just hot tubs and everything. But that always happened four times a year. We always had four months where we got to celebrate the uh, the bounty of the fifth paycheck. So my line of thinking is, if that happened four times on Friday, it probably happens four times on Sunday too. That was w- how many years though? I don't know. I mean, five, six, something. I don't know. And there was four months every one of those years with five Fridays. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's let's check the tape. Let's not bog, but Gustav. You, yeah, Gustav. Will, he we, probably knows it. Do we right know now anybody that's listening. really good at math that could like welcome us to math <laughs> or anything like that? We do. Yeah, we do know some know someone who would He's do that, and who would foot long. Who would also? Yeah, he would volunteer to. Watch kids at church too while he's eating, oh, he while he's eating a sandwich. Yeah, he he was. Uh, in fact, I probably ought to tell him about you leaving. I don't know if he he's not going to be surprised. I never sign up for that. Oh, man, I don't know. We should tell the pastor. Just run it through Google Translate. And all right, all right. That, that the line has been crossed. Now that we is a shot. Stepped over the line. Wow. Sorry, we can't have Andy Pettit and Tim Tebow sing <laughs> "Islands in the Stream" at our church like yours. TiVo hasn't been there that Yet. I'm aware of. So do you guys, has. do you guys know what today is? What the date is today? I know what it is. It's that it's Thursday. Dumb, dumb movie franchise that people need to get over. Yeah, it's that day. It's also the uh, National Day of Prayer. True. That and was my first guess. So that's the day that everybody needs to get over? Is that what Dave was saying? <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Maybe we we'll get the, <laughs> the, the movie franchise entitled Christianity. We're going to we'll get the pastor on the conference call. We're going to gonna have to get an apology, and then Dave's going to have to tell him, like, hey, just get over this whole May 4th business. No, it's the, uh, it's the day that the Austin City Limits Festival lineup came out. It's a big day for me. Tommy is festival guy. If you want music festival guy, if I'm you want festival I'm Tommy, very aware. So I've heard some of the audio. the The way this works is they release the festival lineup at six a.m. and then tickets go on sale at ten. And the tickets aren't cheap, and you you pretty much have to make your move fast. You have to be ready to go at ten. Uh, so I had already made plans to uh, be ready to roll. You know, had my. Uh, 
pennant out that said ACL on it. So can I uh, can I interrupt and then you can go back? Because I just had a thought. Why are you here tonight, and why are you not at the Starplex right now? Is Kings of Leon tonight? Yeah, they're playing right now as we speak and record. Man, I was there last time. I was there in the pit last time. Whoa, was yeah. this when Watch's face was drunk? Oh, oh no, no, this no. was the this was the show after that one. Okay, when Caleb uh, got out of rehab and came Caleb. back, we could probably call him, give him like ten bucks to come play your backyard. Can we fit all? There's four of them, right? Can we fit all the followells on that trampoline? Yes, and it would be cracking. It would be popping out here. There'd be girls everywhere. You guys wouldn't know what to do with yourselves. Oh, I know what to do. I have to Shazam their songs to figure oh, out what I'm listening to. Guys. No, I I should. Be I there. am familiar with part of the catalog. I am going to a concert Monday night though. By uh, a band called the XX. Have you ever heard of them? They're one short. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've not heard of that. Yeah, is it just spelled with two X's, or is it like... No, it's the XX. It's just the it's not and a dose two X's. in front of it. What? Well, it's that... Looks, it looks like a Dos Equis, only... Uh, what kind of EDM music do they play? It's not EDM, but they do have a... Uh, they do have a kind of a synth thing going with the... It'll be it'll be fun. It's more, it's more chill. It's more like, uh, you know... Hey. It takes a, a big crowd to kind of stuff. play a Monday night at Chili's and Richardson. So back on the taking shots at Richardson again. That's interesting. Are they playing the free play arcade? <laughs> that place is awesome. I've been there. It is pretty cool. It is. Yeah. Okay, so, so I got the Richardson Convention and Visitors Bureau. Anyways, the, the lineup came out at 6 o'clock this morning. ACL, so, okay. Yeah. I woke up with a full tent pitch <laughs> as I frantically grabbed my phone and immediately just went completely inside it was gone just just deflated oh no and uh, i am here to announce uh on may the 4th i will not be attending acl this year is there one act in particular that jumped out that can i yes i I haven't looked at the lineup but the sole fact that tommy is against it makes me want to buy tickets just sight unseen Who's he- is Twenty One Pilots headlining it? If Twenty One Pilots was headlining it, I would have two tickets right now. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. So here's here's what I so you know of course you start at the top that's, of the bill. Twenty One Pilots is like Moonlight, Lincoln Park. <laughs> this is this is what you get when you go to the top of the bill. Um, the big print, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You might see some peen. Like I, I would rather, no. I would rather go back and find old episodes of Race Week, and just try to piece them together and look for a deeper meaning in them. That's like that, that, That's the top billing right there. So here's what we got. So it's Red Hot Chili Peppers and someone called Chance the Rapper, who I have no idea who that is. How do you not know who that is? Yeah. No idea. You know who that is? I do. He wears a hat with a three on it. How do you not know who that no is? No idea. Yeah. Then the Killers, which I'm interested in, but have seen them yeah. four times, yeah. including twice with you, I believe, sort of pseudo with you. We yes. didn't go together, but we were no. all three of us were at one of them. Yeah. That's right. Not sitting together. Then uh, the, gor- Same seat. the Gorillas with a Z, who I'm familiar with, but not particularly interested in seeing. I don't understand their show. Are you just watching TV? I, I don't time? know, yeah. actually. I think you may be. Uh, then, uh, so then, so that's the top line. So then the second line... Uh, Martin Garrix, who's a uh, EDM guy, who actually I know who that is fairly interested. The XX gonna see him Monday, so don't really need to do that again. Ice Cube, 
<laughs> Seems pretty cool. Ryan Adams, Solange, which I believe is that's Beyonce's, Beyonce's sister. Yeah, that's. And then Run the Jewels. Is she the one that hit Hova? Well, it's Solange. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. interesting you bring that up. So here's what happens. Tickets go on sale at ten. I don't buy any. They send out another email. This is very weird. They don't normally do this. At four o'clock. Please buy tickets. And it, no, and it says the the title of the email is Encore. Do you want more? And they have a new festival poster attached with a new name above Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it is none other than Jay Z is now headlining the festival. Back in. <laughs> so what are you thinking now? I'm still not going. Oh, okay. And uh, it's just it's just really it's not a terrible lineup, but the top to bottom, like it's been so much better the last couple of years. So I think, yeah, I think I'm going to set this one out. And um, what in your horrible musical taste do you qualify as better than Jay Z? Who was there last year that you said, "Oh, this is a good lineup because M- of Mumford these"? Johnson, oh my! <laughs> one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It was uh, incredible. It was it was life changing. See little Marcus Mumford out there. No, I really thought this was going to be the Arcade Fire year. There's supposed to be uh, new new music coming out. Pretty much expected to see that at the top of the board, and didn't happen. Well, better hopes for 2018. So I'm going to be taking another trip that weekend uh, since I've kind of already budgeted and planned the time off. Don't know where yet. Oh, well, great story. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, please send your emails and tweets. And, no, I'm just kidding. And to give you suggestions on where you should go. Probably shouldn't be to be a problem to get those. <laughs> should be pretty... Uh, Somewhere to the south. Yeah. <laughs> pretty easy. Like straight down south. Yeah. We know D- uh, Dave's not real popular with those down south as after his pastor translation joke series. Yeah, so anyways, well, Dave. Hey, immigration law, that's a fun fun yeah. topic. So Dave, so we, do we want to turn our turn our attention to uh, one of the greatest shows on TV not named that doesn't have a coach? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Silicon Valley is back. It is. And it is good. You know, th- First two episodes, you haven't seen the second I one. I haven't though. seen the second one so yet. You've missed out on CEO it's, Dinesh. Yeah, it's still a pretty good bit. It's it's funny, but it almost started off a little more serious, a little more serious tone. Like things aren't going well, you know. It's not. Well, that's normal for that show. Never yeah, been going but, well, really. Well, I don't know. When I was binging it and catching up, I didn't get that same tone, but still see, good. I I binged it and I actually. And this may, because uh, it's just a comedy show, but I was like, D- man, I just want it to work out for him. Because it's like every single thing, like yeah. everything went wrong. People were stealing his ideas. I just like, I want him to make it. Skunk works didn't yeah. exactly pan out. <laughs> I wanted him to make it one time. And then, uh, so I feel like the show's kind of had that. But as long as they still have Guilfoyle around, yeah, <laughs> kicking Dinesh in the balls, I'm in. Well, you need to watch the second one because CEO Dinesh is a pretty good bit. Yeah, it is a tremendous... It's actually a really funny... I, I'm very disappointed you haven't watched it because right. it's a very funny twist in the plot. Okay, well, I'm... For Piper Chat. I'm watching. I'm watching. Is it just go full Snapchat? It's just pretty, all sexting? Pretty much. 
You gotta watch it. Okay. Otherwise, it'd just be giving it away. Do yeah. we get another Russ Hanneman appearance? No, he was not in episode two. No, but I think he will be in it. Though. Yeah, he's yeah because he's part yeah. of the new internet. Yeah, he's they're alluding on that to the fact idea. That he's going to be a player in this thing. So, Glenn, since you keep the uh, Library of Congress for music. He's listened to in his car. <laughs> Did you pick up the new, the third song in that library? It was Papa Roach, right? Yes. Yeah. So what are the three? Uh, Nookie, Come My Lady, and Papa Roach, uh, Last, Last Resort. Resort. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like such a good bit. Like everything about the show is genius, but what a great bit. What yeah, great like because you know that was just in the writers' meeting. They're like. Hey, what if we have like a song playing, and then they're like just trying to think of the worst? Like, song. like if you're a huge a hole, like yeah. what would you listen to really loud? And you're and especially if it's supposed to be present day, and you're listening to this catalog from 2000 yeah. and 2001. I need to, uh, you know, how you can share Spotify playlists like publicly. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make a playlist with just those three <laughs> the songs. Russ Hanneman the playlist. Russ Hanneman. I think oh, I had to goodness. disable that on mine because I would listen to stuff that I would listen to and then stuff that my at the time when I only had one kid that he would want to listen to and it would pop up like in my Facebook feed. Oh yeah, I had to disable I only have email. Yeah, I don't want people on Facebook to know what I'm listening yeah. to, but yeah, I I uh I'll I'll bust off the public playlist if needed. So, I have a Russ Hanneman was the genesis of this hypothetical for you boys. All right. So his car, which I haven't looked up, the it's a McLaren. The doors go like this. They do. Um, here's the hypothetical. You guys are living your normal lives. Okay. My, my life's pretty kicked. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You, no cost to you. You get that car. Sorry. You incur no cost. The, like, it, the same exact one, the orange. And the everything. orange, okay. everything. And... And we're going to throw in, like, because obviously it's premium gas. It probably gets, like, four miles to the gallon. All that, whatever the difference between that and your current car, right. covered. And what Just, about every time I knock the nose cone off when I go over the speed bumps? Does those that, get replaced? No, you have to pay okay. for that. <laughs> but that's your only car. So now when you drive to church, when you drive to the grocery store, when you drive away, away from yeah. church. What about yeah. when I'm driving away from church? And everyone, you know, as soon as you get out at, you know, your local market street to go in and grab milk, they're like, man, look at this douchebag. Right. Or the or the conver- the other side of that is that you're going to have to always talk to somebody about it. Uns- you know, every time you're putting gas in it, somebody's like, hey, what's that? How much did that cost? What's it run? You know? Every time you park it at work, someone's going to be like, oh, so did you get a raise? <laughs> and also, it's current life, so... I don't know how many humans that thing will seat, but I think it's only two seats. There's no way to get a kid's no. seat in there. Okay, that's even that's a that's that's you're, a plus. You're talking me back into it. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. I was thinking maybe it had like the it looks like a seat, but really it no could. no being could sit back there. But you'd have to put little kid seats back there. I'm glad something. you both are sitting down for this. I've never driven a McLaren, <laughs> so I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I haven't lost that bet. Uh, so there is, is there any rule as to what plays on the, on the stereo? <laughs> you have that to only have be. the three songs <laughs> Russ Hanneman makes. That would have been a good stipulation. But I was thinking about this and I was like, 
Man, it'd be cool, but like you're driving around here, so it's not like you're on the autobahn. It really wouldn't be that much fun. You're stuck in traffic all the time. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's a standard transmission. Yeah, so and it probably get... rides terrible because it's probably yeah. got sport suspensions. It's probably just like yeah, driving a solid frame, and everyone's gonna look at you, and everybody's gonna think you're an a hole. Yeah. Anytime you park and it's just like a tiny bit close to the line, they're like, "Look at this guy!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy thinks he's better than us. And it's loud, too, so it's like every time you go anywhere, it's going to be like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sneaking out at night to the Plano poker room. No. All good points. I'm still in. We go, <laughs> we go in tomorrow night? I'm in. All right. The, have, they, and I'm not sure how it's legal, but they have opened a poker room down there by, by Taco Bueno. Like a Independence and Parker, yeah, really in Plano, yeah. The way they, the way it's around, it's around the legality problems is they don't rake the pot. Half of it goes to charity. No, <laughs> so you go. It's really, really strange because you go in there and like if you go to Windstar, every pot gets raked ten yeah. percent up to five dollars. They cap it at five dollars. And then, you know, you win a pot, they're pulling the $5 out, you tip the dealer, all that. You get there, they don't rake the pot, you can't tip the dealer, you can't do anything. Yeah. Everything stays on the table like a home game. And then, but when you get there, they take your driver's license, and you get charged a $9 an hour seat rental fee. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, is whoever's that's how they make money. renting the property and powering this place, you're, how are they... You're renting the chair yeah. every 30 minutes or whatever. But is, is it hourly or 30 minutes? I thought it was hourly, okay. but I'm Maybe not no, entirely no, that, sure. I, I think that's right. Have you been there before? I have been. And I'll tell you, it's kind of a kick in the nuts because you go up there and if you have a bad session like I did and you're down a few hundred dollars and then... You go to leave, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's 36 more. Mm. You're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of but, <laughs> but they can't so, – so they can't sell anything there. Like, so, like, they have, I guess, free Coke and water or whatever because yeah. they can't – It was really unclear. Like, it was – they didn't even really seem to know because they had, like, a hostess girl that How's would – she looking? Eh. She was supposed to be something, like the way she was dressed, but I'm going to say like a six. So, so let's say if you were going to use a, a, a compass to describe her ethnicity, how far to the east would we be talking here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless like Tyler is where you're going. Because <laughs> she could have been from Tyler. That's <laughs> your... Yeah, you got an engine you're taking to the zoo. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think I think that those guys are, might be missing out on some opportunities to monetize. But I, I'm guessing that every every trick to get around the lega- illegality of gambling is probably already been tried. So that's why they're not selling stuff. Because I'm sure like the people that are like. Yeah, we run a casino and we don't play for real money, but every time you lose a hand, you have to buy a water that costs, you know, $15. So, so yeah, they're they're pretty committed to the yes, you're renting a chair bit and everything else stays on the table. There's no rake, there's no tipping. Yeah. The tipping part was the weirdest thing to get used to. Like every time you yeah. win a hand, you're just programmed to toss it. Listen to this guy. I'm just, I'm just saying you are. Like the, 
Robin Hood of poker. But they, they, um, I think if they, if they just don't get ahead of themselves, they could probably keep this thing running. You know, I think, I think as long as they don't become a nuisance or try to add 30 tables or, you know, do something that's going to kind of single them out. I think they could probably just keep this thing going. Yeah. What does this place look like? Cause I, I picture just like some generic office tables and some fold out chairs. It's like, and, yeah, it's like the cow town of casino. Okay. Yeah, like the inside's not nice, but I mean, it had, uh, you know, it had nice tables, dealers that, and the dealers were actually really good. That's surprising. The dealers were very Figured good. They just called like casino parties.com or like, Hey, send a few guys over here. No, these, these guys dealt, Probably they're probably better than most of the dealers at Windstar. Um, had a security guard, an armed security guard. So, That's not cheap. No. But uh, it was funny because like a lot of the people there, you could tell, are used to playing in underground games because there's this older Asian guy, and he was real concerned. Offended. Unnecessary, yeah, unnecessary detail. No, this is older. a very, very necessary detail. <laughs> going, kill me, yeah. <laughs> kill me, just kill me. He was real concerned that the doors weren't locked, because that's what they do at the underground Dallas games: is they lock the doors so people can't get in once you're in there. Yeah. I believe it's illegal if you have a business, yeah, a real business to lock to the doors. lock the door. Like, Doesn't that sound like you know biz- doors must remain unlocked during business hours? That's what he uh, seems like a fire hazard to me. That's yeah. what he was told. And he did. He still didn't like it. So you think the game will get robbed, or is there enough money in there to rob it? Well, I mean, like you know, you buy in, and like the. This is a grandiose term for what it is. I was gonna say the cashier cage. It's really like just this real small window that they hand you chips out of. Do they have it secured though? It's partially secured, but I think if you rob it, you're just gonna get the cash out of the players' pockets. Like yeah. you're probably not gonna go after. Um. Sounds like it so, might have happened in Point Break one time, right? So if you don't we, ever go to the vault. You, you, don't, you don't go to the vault. <laughs> so if we showed up and we were dressed as policemen, and then we had like an ambulance as our getaway car, <laughs> do you think we could pull it off? I think, is that a town reference? <laughs> I think you totally could. Yeah, what if totally we were dressed could. as SWAT team officers and we had big bags? <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Coupons for uh, <laughs> hookers. hookers. <laughs> that would also work. Presidential mask would work. It would all work. Okay. All right. So we thought of any more ways we can rob the poker room. <laughs> no, I think that's. Hey, the bug spray is right there. I think that's pretty it. much it. No, I'm. I think I'm good. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and head to Charlotte and. Well, I have had something on my mind over the last week or so, something that's near and dear to to our hearts. Okay. And that's NASCAR. Very dear. All right, and I'm concerned about the current state and the and the future livelihood of the North American stock car auto racing. Is this like our version of Emmett or Barry? I don't know. I think this is Maybe more it's like more of a Keith. Pete Rose thing. <laughs> Are you more? Con- you're just concerned about the lawn- the future of the sport. Do you happen to watch the last race? <laughs> Neither did anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there, may have, there may have been people watching, but there was hardly anybody there. You know, and these are at some historically good tracks for NASCAR. I mean, this is Richmond. This is the heart of NASCAR country. This isn't them yeah. trying to pull you know some Atlanta Thrashers, Phoenix Coyotes bull ass on us. This is NASCAR country. They, is, the stands should be full. This is where they used to run Shine and stuff like that. Yeah, I, 
Can I ask the obvious question here? Uh, you say where's Richmond? No. Oh, okay. Not to be too stereotypical, but did this decline in attendance correlate with when they banned the stars and bar flags? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a plus or minus of about 10 to 15 percent <laughs> attendance wise. It was. You know, one thing that they did a couple of years ago is they stopped reporting attendance statistics because it was kind of starting to get embarrassing for them. Because in the heyday, when it was really blown and going in the, you know, early 2000s, they were selling out every weekend. And they were the first ones out there to say, sell out crowd, sell yeah. out crowd. And then just kind of quietly over the last couple of years, they don't even tell you any figure, I mean, much less sold out or not, of people in attendance. And then they started going in and removing seats from yep. the big tracks, they've including done that, here. They've done that in Texas. They yeah. took out all the grandstand across the, the back stretch. And I've been there when there was 180,000 plus people there. That was my next question. So what is a common seating what, capacity for one of these tracks? Uh, I mean, it depends on the size of it. I can tell you when Texas first opened and everything, well, they were getting as many people as you could humanly fit in there. There was more than 200,000 people there at at least the first race, if not the first few of them. Yeah, but I would wow. say, like, for the normal place, you'd probably be looking at around 100,000. It's probably a pretty... Maybe. Pretty... Yeah, for the smaller tracks, yeah. not as much. And then the bigger tracks, I like think average would be in that ballpark. But it's not just the, it's not just the in-person tents. The TV numbers are way down, too. Yeah, which is, uh, I think, a couple of the drivers were asked about it after Richmond, why so many empty seats. And one of the responses was... It was like 90 degrees outside. And I think that's very fair. Yeah. I wouldn't sit out there. I mean, I love racing, but I'm not going to sit out there for four hours in 90 degrees. But then the second thing is it's uh, it's hot, but it's also the TV coverage is so much better than it used to be, so people stay home and watch TV, but the TV numbers are down like 40-something percent. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask because I've been to one. You've been to many yeah. NASCAR races. Yeah. What do you prefer? I would, if you're talking just the track that's here. I'm just saying, like, I mean, is there a noticeable difference? Do you enjoy the experience better when you're at home and you can, you know, go to the other room and get a drink Rub and not, <laughs> and you know, if it's a rain Dirty delay stage. or <laughs> caution laps, you can it's, flip over and do something else. Or, I mean, there's a downside to being there if something like that happens. But when racing is happening, you're into it all three hours there Essentially. Live. Okay. I, I find it pretty compelling to be there in person, too. But I do think the length of the race is probably a big that's, TV problem. That's an excellent transition for the discussion here. Yeah. In this day and age of instant you know, information and gratification, all that, and short atten attention spans, we got to do something about... And we've got to do it. I'll probably call Eddie Gossage tomorrow. He's yeah, listening to this, I think you probably want to call Brian France, not yeah. Eddie Gossage. Well, i got to start... You can't start all the way at the top. We need to call Grego and ask him if it's okay if you call Eddie Gossage. True. Eddie Gossage is, Gossage is a real bastard. True. But, I mean, if we're... If they're racing at Martinsville... So it's going to be like the... The Daytona 80 now? No, not that extreme, okay. but but at Martinsville, they raced there a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? I think they run 500 laps there. It's a short track. Yeah, it's a short track. Anybody going to notice if they only run 400? I think it's a, I think that's a tricky, it's a tricky problem to solve because so much of the what NASCAR is built around is there really is a longevity, you know, getting your car to peak at the right time 
you know, the the length of the race really does weed out some of the inferior competition because well, there's people like the 17 that'll get out there and run at the front for 50 or 60 laps but they can't you know because every pit stop every decision you make you're you're enhancing the difficulty level of it yeah but i mean from a, a macro view the entire sport is based on viewers to get sponsors so if you have to change the game and people have to adjust in order to keep money then you have to do it it's a much lesser known sport, but mm-hmm. the sport Tommy and I love drag racing for safety reasons. They had to change from racing the nitro cars on a quarter mile to a thousand foot track because okay. many of the tracks people were dying. They, yeah. They were going, they Stay got hard, Scott Coletta. The technology oh, had got so good. that I had no I, idea. That's what I knew about that. <laughs> it's like 10 years ago, yeah. <laughs> but my condolences to the technology was so good that they were going so fast. Still not watching quarter. his kid though at church. Go ahead. It all comes back. Let Dave finish. Sorry. <laughs> you can't tell the story. No. But it, it had gotten so good that they they couldn't do it anymore. And it changed everything. All the record books changed. The whole... And they changed... Literally changed the sport overnight. But it had to be done. Yeah. Well, and technology is a good, a good segue back into what's wrong with NASCAR now is that they've pushed it to the point where... Danica Patrick. <laughs> That's not technology. <laughs> no. That's something though. It's amazing. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's amazing. No, they've they've pushed it to the point now where I'm not saying that you've taken the driving completely out of it, but you've you've definitely minimized it, especially on the mile and a half tracks where it's really just a game of trying to get everything programmed exactly right and then Which, I think that that is over the years caused attrition in viewers cuz you don't have you know, the ability of, you know, Allison and Earnhardt to run off into the grass and run back up the track. Because, you know, once you do that, the car's done. You know, they sit so low to the ground. Now. Right. And I think I think the kind of same thing, you know, happened in drag racing, too, is that it, it became like a uh, exercise in trying to minimize the number of variables down to a point where you could you could predict everything. And that took the excitement out of it. And I think they do the same thing. You know, I mean, that's why Tony Stewart basically said he quit. Mm-hmm. I mean that meant he's a murderer, but uh, well, that's it's an allegation. NASCAR quit putting people on the track. No, but he went back to he went back to dirt racing, which is went which back is to a, playing Carmageddon. <laughs> he went back to racing dirt because it's it's a really unprepared surface that requires tons of driver input. You know, you're basically sliding a car around the track, and he said, you know, NASCAR got to be where it was. You're going to run at exactly this groove. You never move the car out of this groove until I tell you to. It's very Formula One-esque. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I mean, you know, I think the short tracks people like more because th- that's not as much the case. Do, right. road, do road courses get better ratings? I don't know that they get better ratings, but they produce much better races. Yeah. The racing there is always better. So if you don't like, I and mean, it's not necessarily your preference, but if you don't think it would work to shorten the races you're definitely not gonna like my idea of we need to cut it now no oh don't boy. say anything oh that's boy interrupt him way out of this world Does it have to involve danica <laughs> no we need to cut out about 10 races i do agree with that actually this, they start the season like the third week of february i feel like labor day weekend should be 
That should be the championship. Yeah, because it runs February to November right now, yeah. which is ridiculous. Although I watch every race. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can quite literally conceive and birth a child with within a NASCAR season. Oh yeah. Did you try to time that? I have a kid that was born on November fifteenth. So you tell me. <laughs> Do the math. Daytona to Homestead, baby. But yeah, why why are you trying to compete with football? It doesn't well, and, make any and, sense. And that and that's so Denny Hamlin, who I'm a well known uh, hater of, and, and of his cousin. That's right, the great Daryl Hamlin, cousin <laughs> of Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Did you know they're actually cousins? Are they really? Yeah, they are cousins. Wow, Daryl Hamlin, an old rival of Point Break Dave. Yeah. Point Break Dave still goes to his Facebook. And it's like, well, who's doing better today? <laughs> And I don't know that he's gotten a clear answer out of it yet. <laughs> that answer is very clear. <laughs> he, had a, he had a he had a tweet because this this topic has been coming up a lot in the national writers. But they asked him, and he said, and he, his tweet was 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 just a series of bullet points, and it said, I think I don't remember what the number was. Thirty something races, like thirty six, thirty six races. Raise the cars up off the ground. Race at night during the week, and I think that's the other thing we haven't talked about is Sunday afternoon used to be a lot more wide open than it is now, but now you've got football during the year. You've got golf majors you're competing Mm -hmm. with. You've also just got the fact that I think it's harder for people to consistently make appointment viewing when you, when it's the entire day when you have to get stuff done, if you have a job. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's usually a minimum of four hour, four hours of commitment on Sunday. If if you watch the race, the whole thing did it as a night, you know, a Wednesday or Thursday night event and compress the timeline. I'm interested. Yeah. You know, and the other thing they talked about is kind of going more to the dirt track model of qualify race, do it all on the same day. Don't do this. Like, okay, we're going to qualify Friday. We're going to run lots of practice laps Saturday. We're going to race Sunday because it gives everybody too much time to figure everything out to the degree where it's not, um, well, there's not, there's not much driver, Involvement. And they run at too many tracks multiple times. Yeah. Like as much history, like they're racing at Talladega on Sunday. Which I'm always in for Talladega. But there's no reason to race there twice. No. But the drivers hate it. All they're all t- scared of it. Uh, well, uh, that's part of it. Because plate racing kills. But one Anything time. bad ever happened there? At Talladega? Yeah. Carl Edwards almost went into the stands one time. That's true. Yeah. But they've never had like a real... They've had some bad wrecks here, but I don't know that they've ever you know had like what? a multi-fatality type thing. No, 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 but there have been some horrible yeah. crashes I mean, there. Carl's thing going in the stands, and that was the I think that was the last year before they, they put the um, the plate. Maybe that was to Keep it from getting airborne. Or they put the, the roof flaps because of that. But, yeah, I mean, that was real close to being like one of the worst things ever. Yeah. But, I mean, tracks like that, they're, uh, I mean – I want to just if we could drop the Moab on Pocono Raceway, that'd be fine with me. Oh, gosh, That's that place. by far the most boring race. Even I mean, for someone who likes to watch it, I think it's boring. I couldn't imagine someone who's not really that into it could just be like, "This is." And it's gonna watch be, my yard. It's for gonna three be hours. a terrible place to go watch a race in person too, because it is it is an, an enormous triangle, so you can't even see the whole track. Like at least at TMS, you can see everything. So we need to eliminate the duplicate racetracks and that might even include texas maybe just one race here but don't you think and financially and revenue wise this is not going to happen but wouldn't you think the the people here who like to attend the race here would be more amped if they know oh, yeah, I, I mean, got one shot yeah, at this the same thing happened with drag racing too i mean they 
they added at the Texas Motorplex out there for a while. They added a second event, and it just ended up kind of damaging both of them because it took the prestige away from the one, and it also, you know, caused people to realize like, oh well, I don't have to go to this one because there'll be another one, you know, in the spring, or, or you know, if they don't like the weather at this one, they'll they'll wait for the next one. Yeah. Can I uh, go ahead if you have another point right no, now? No, you go ahead. I'm watching the. This, okay. There's a. Oh my gosh! There's a fight. We have a Wizards-Celtics fight. Well, they're losing by well, 30. Yeah, I was going to say. May as well do something. It's an actual fight because there's not much fight in the game right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So I was not uh, prepared for this NASCAR discussion, but just off the top of my head, I have some ideas I'm going to throw out, and you guys tell me yay or nay. I can't wait for this. All right. Tampax does not sponsor a car. No. Stay with me on this one. Okay. You get rid of pit crews. The driver has to do it all himself. You know, one note I did write down was not for like official points races, but come up with ideas that are complete and total bits. Well, I got some more. Well, well, you ready? I mean, yeah, but they have all those at the dirt track already. The reverse draw and the pill I think that's the kind of things. And, yeah. no, the ahead, kind of things more, that they Dave. should do. Let's have right. more. Well, you didn't like that one. How about this one? Keep pit crews, but they're fans from that race. <laughs> you like, like the forty-eight? You're crewing for it. Like, but you have to be really good at like picking out people that you think will be good. Yeah, there there's, be no doubt, there's no doubt. Glenn would be a jack man. They they look at those traps and they'd be like, "This guy can pump a jack handle." Have All you right. ever lifted one of those fuel cans? Oh yeah, well not not one of the Sunoco ones, but I mean yeah, I've I've handled big fuel cans at the drag strip and they're very heavy. Yeah, they have yeah. one when I went to the NASCAR Hall of Fame, they have it set up where you don't have to you what don't a, lift what a it. brag yeah. that is whoa. You don't have to lift it like off the ground, it's set up on some kind of hydraulic whatever, but it, it simulates the same weight and the whole deal is you have to lift it up and you they have a little it's got a nozzle, whatever, and stick it, stick it in <laughs> the hole do. like you know, just barely at first, and then just <laughs> through the wall, you know. But yeah, holding it up just for however many seconds, you know, until what be a full pit stop. You're holding it for twelve seconds. Well, seconds. full release. Not even that, because it's only once that one side you is jacked do two up. Cans, so right, you got to get two. Well, cans that's true. Through, yeah. But yeah, even ten seconds, I was like, man, I don't see how those guys do that. I need surgery. <laughs> no, that's. That's funny. You know, another thing that they've played around with to to make it better, they do they kind of try to do these during like the all star races. Is the the concept of heat races, which is straight from the dirt track. I love that idea at the short track. But here's a problem: why that'll never work until they drastically modify the car is when they do those early heats. Everybody's so afraid of getting their car torn up before yeah. the main because they're right now driving cars that can't function with any body damage. Now, if the dirt track or in a modified, yeah, you bang, like you can bang, 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 and the car is still going to, you're not going to lose performance. So they would have to really alter the design and way the aerodynamically the cars work because other than that, you just have a parade through all the heat laps where everybody's, or the heat races, because everybody's goal at that point is just, I can't tear up my car because once we get to the main, it's long enough that you know I can come from the back if I need to. Yeah, I mean, unless you shorten the main event and you reward passing points in heat races right. and stuff but like I, that. I, I mean, I love the, the whole – I think the dirt track has the right concept. It's a night event. They have the little, the little mini races that are short that get excitement to the main, and the main's longer, but it's not too long. Yeah. 
And then you've you know you've got the other bits of like inverting the starting order, putting the best guys in the back, making them come through the field. Yeah, I love that kind just of just random pull for the for the starting lineup and things like that. You guys want more ideas? I, I yeah. Is this gonna start with a pit crew again? No. No. Figure eight track. <laughs> now, there's no way you could get them, get the drivers to do that at that level. But if you're telling me, and the logistics at a speedway, you can't really do it. You have to tear down structures. But if you told me the next event at Texas Motor Speedway is them racing a, doing a figure eight race, I, I might go there right now and just wait. And they it, do, hey, they do that at the dirt track sometimes. If too. anybody's never seen one of those, I'm sure they're on YouTube. What about a chain race? <laughs> that was my next one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer race. Explain what a chain race is, because uh, I'm sure we're the only three that know. But that's that's where they take two cars, chain them together. The front car, all that they're responsible for doing is is gas and steering, and the back cars the brakes. <laughs> I think that's the kind of thing they need to do, because I, I feel like at this point, it got really popular in the mid-'90s, you know, through you know to maybe the early 2000s. Then they completely saturated the market. People that weren't really that into it got into it for three years, then they got tired of it. Right. Well, now all those people are gone. It's reverting back to who watched it, let's just say the type of person that watched it 30 years ago. Right, but they're not happy because all their heroes have retired, and they got a bunch of bunch of pretty boys out a bunch there. Bunch of flat-billed monster energy. Bunch of Joey Logano's out there. Yeah. By the way, did you see what happened to him? No. Well, you know, he won in Richmond. Did you didn't see what happened to him today? His car failed the post-race inspection so bad that for the first time ever, they've stripped him of all the points, including the win that qualifies him in the chase, suspended his crew chief. How did I miss this? Yeah. There's, it was pretty much the most severe penalty in the chase era that's ever been handed down. They pulled all scholarships for next year. <laughs> It's pretty much, yeah, pretty much the death penalty. Uh, wow. Yeah, you need to, yeah, I guess you were too busy researching chain races and figure eight tracks to catch up on and that. And a figure eight is, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. That's that's better than the Demolition Derby. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, the, the tremendous impact of two cars at the dirt track going essentially full speed. They're not running into, into each other head on. That's how no one dies. Yeah. But that is that is something to behold. So if NASCAR went to the chain race, would it be funnier if they just had a random draw for who you got chained to? <laughs> and then like people that were on different teams or different makes or people that hated each other would end up being chained could together. You, and they just give him a piece of paper. And could you imagine the disappointment on Jimmy Johnson's face when he opens it up and it says Matt DiBenedetto? Yeah, when uh, when Brendan Gunn is attached to the back of your car, Kyle Busch is just cussing him out the whole time. Anybody from BK Racing is Man. attached. Well, I think we've covered most of my ideas. Shorten the races, have less races, more short tracks. We also we have the chase, the playoff format, which ends up with one race at the end that decides yeah. the champion. Why are we not rotating that? Why are we having it in Miami every, every single year? Well, the easy answer is that they know the weather will be fine in November. It'll be fine in Phoenix, too. I'm not going to fight you on that. But, It'll but probably are, be fine in Vegas. Yeah, there are, there are areas where 
they're, you are going to be limited. But yeah, but they do the same thing with the Super Bowl, I guess. You know, there's a pretty tight rotation of where they're going to go for yeah. the most part. So, I mean, you rotate it between three, four, five tracks only. And I also think, you know, some of these tracks fall off. Why don't we have like a wild card track that we race at? Maybe somewhere that they used to race a long time ago. Or Devil's Bowl. <laughs> maybe the Devil's Bowl. Get them on dirt, maybe. No, and, and maybe they don't tell them until right before the race where it's going to be. <laughs> Blindfold everybody. It's like it's like they think it's going to be in Miami, and then a week before, they're like, we're going to the bowl. <laughs> we're going to Mesquite. How about how about they have a uh, what's a good a good uh, a good West Coast track? Oh, I mean Phoenix is Phoenix is a good track. There's there. a Auto Club Raceway in Fontana. Fontana. I'm a big nice fan. Track, yeah, big fan of that. Yeah, you can you can race like four wide on that one. Plenty of grooves. Yeah. What Vegas. If, what if you had like a what if you had a race in Charlotte Friday night, and then Sunday afternoon <laughs> in Phoenix, and the crew had to get get the cars there. They had like time. a cannonball yeah. run across the United exactly States. with Not, live coverage. That may be the best of all the ideas you've pitched so far, which. The rest of them involves the the picker being volunteers <laughs> from the stands. That was a good idea. I stand by it. I think this whole thing should be a cautionary tale to the NFL too, though, because I I, I don't know that it's going to happen soon. But I think they're in a real borderline danger of doing the same thing with just oversaturating. Yeah. And if they, I really like if they go to eighteen games, like I'm oh, so against that. It's like too much. it's such a bad idea. And Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Every they bubble be, is going to burst. They need to be careful. I mean, baseball did it to themselves whenever they first went, when ESPN first got the rights to televise games. And we went from having just, you had just Saturday night baseball, and that was like it. And then you had Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. And I think the interest dropped dramatically you're speaking to a guy that now is subscribed to mlb tv yeah but i mean you're you're like a meth addict of baseball i mean you're not i do love the great game you're not a normal consumer you won't listen to me basically giving your suggestions about shortening baseball games and the season was your idea to have people come out of the stands and be like the third base coach and the players have to do what they say <laughs> that would be awesome like if he's waving you home you have to go home yeah, yeah. or they get on the plane and they land and then instead of the ballpark it's like at breckenridge and richardson <laughs> i was telling i was telling tommy this the other day i'll tell you glenn i was telling him how much better baseball would be if it was more like pro wrestling in the sense that in 2011 when Nelson Cruz drops that fly ball if he just takes off his Rangers jersey and has a Cardinals jersey un- underneath <laughs> <laughs> and then just starts laughing and runs the Cardinals bullpen and high five and chop over his crap <laughs> uh, I would watch that if there was the chance of that happening I would watch it unbelievable but Baseball is not struggling like NASCAR is. No, but I think a lot of those... All they did was fall behind football as the yeah, the nation's favorite a sport. A lot of those are still struggling to achieve past status, though. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and baseball doesn't, doesn't necessarily connect with all demographics of our fair nation. You're talking about the Andrew McCutcheon demographic? Uh, I am. And I'm, and it's you know definitely on display as we have people who banned from ballparks for the rest of their life for racial taunts. What is this? I think that's more of an indictment of Boston. Than yeah, that's true. Baseball, though. Well, I think 
it's kind of funny because the probably the racial makeup of baseball fans and NASCAR fans are similar. Uh, it's probably not predominantly not, right. That's not, not the worst point. Yeah, I well, I think the racial makeup, but then the background within that same race. I think oh yeah, is no, far the, the socioeconomic. The, yeah, the NASCAR is. They've been to H Cash, Cash Express <laughs> way more than the baseball fan has. I would bet. I would bet you that the majority of fans uh, at NASCAR races are are being paid hourly, and they're not uh, putting a lot of money in the four hundred one k. Fair enough. And I would I would guess a lot of them are self employed. Uh, compared to other sports. Well, my dad is self-employed, so what, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Wow, okay. Uh, well, I guess that's it for episode 44 of Tell Me Where to Turn. <laughs> the awkward last, finale. Last episode of the show, apparently. Yeah, don't send this tape to anybody. Well, you guys call the pastor and I'll call uh, Glenn's dad. <laughs> we'll get our apologies out of the way. Cut my life into pieces. This is my life.